Bless the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Can we just give it up for our worship team? Thank you so much. Leading us into the presence of the Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, Holy Spirit, we're so grateful for your presence. Wow. Can we just stand up for a second and just, wow, just acknowledge his presence here this morning. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Spirit of God. We thank you, Holy Ghost. We welcome your presence here. We honour your presence here with us this morning. (laughs) Thank you for opening the eyes of our understanding that we can see you in a greater measure, that we could know you, that we could know Jesus in ways that we haven't known him before. Thank you for the grace that's being poured out into this meeting to take us deeper into you, Lord, deeper into your word, deeper into revelation, knowledge of you. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you. We trust that you are leading and guiding us into the word, the living word of God. And Father, we thank you for all that you're doing in our midst, even right now, even right now in this moment as we lean into you. What you're doing in our lives, Lord. What you're doing in this place, Lord. What you're doing in our families, Father. What you're doing in our city because we are worshipping you, Father. Oh, hallelujah. We bless you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. To be seated. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to 1 Samuel 16. And, uh, whew. I'm looking forward to what God's going to do this morning. Amen. I'm excited about what he's done, but I'm looking forward to what he's going to do. I'm full of confident expectation that yokes are going to be removed. Yeah. Burdens destroyed because of the anointing. Hallelujah. Amen. God wants us to lean in to the anointing. He wants us to have confidence in the anointing. That we stop looking at ourselves and, and, and what we can do, what we can achieve and what we cannot achieve. But we look to the anointed one. Amen. The Christ within us, the hope of glory. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. So this morning we're going to start at 1 Samuel uh, chapter 16. I'm going to read from verse 1. Hallelujah. The Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul? Seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel, fill your horn with oil. I will send you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have provided for myself a king among his sons. We're going to be talking about the anointing this morning. Samuel was grieving because Saul, whom he had anointed, had sinned and been rejected now by God. Removed and died on the battlefield without the favour and the blessing of God. Wasn't a good end. But Samuel's grieving because he knew the potential of the anointing that he had anointed Saul with. He knew he was full of potential. He had anointed him and, and when he had anointed Saul, Saul became as another man and began to prophesy. You know, because we're anointed, God wants us to become what we cannot become without the anointing. Amen? 
He's empowered us to be blessed, but not only to be blessed, but to be a blessing. Glory to God. I'm excited. Bless the Lord. But what he's saying, he's saying here to, to Samuel, how long are you going to grieve for, Samuel? Because of, of what has happened, what's back there. How long, how long are you going to carry that grief with you? What he wants to do is he wants to put a stop to the mourning. And, you know, I believe there's people here this morning that are carrying grief, that are carrying grief from the past. Maybe you're still in mourning, but God this morning, I believe, through this word, is going to bring some freedom and crash some of that stuff down. Amen? Remove some of that stuff from your life. Is anyone up for that? Yeah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We see Samuel's grieving. You know, there is a time to grieve. There's a time to mourn, but God wants to turn our mourning into, into dancing. He wants to turn our sorrow into joy. Amen? He actually gives us a song of praise. The scripture says, instead of sadness and for our grief, the oil of joy. He's saying to, Saul, uh, to, to Samuel, fill up your horn with oil. Amen? Because I'm going to give you oil for your grief. I'm going to give you anointing that's going to swallow up the grief. It's going to deal with the mourning. It's going to deal with the rejection. Amen? It's going to deal with the sadness. Oh, hallelujah. I'm excited. Whew, hallelujah. You see, in our lives, many of you can relate to the fact that there's things that happen in our lives that, that can bring us great sorrow. Yeah? But what God wants to remind us of that is he has a plan for our lives. He has a plan for our lives. He doesn't want us to be left in brokenness. Jesus came to make us complete, undamaged and intact, preserved holy and blameless until he comes. Bless the Lord. He doesn't want us to stay or remain in sorrow no matter what has happened to us. He said to Samuel, fill your horn with oil and go for I have provided. He's saying, fill your lives with the anointing because I have provided. Glory to God. Turn to someone and say, God has provided. You see, God knew what was going to happen in your life and he's already seen it and provided for your future. He's already provided for your future. He made provision while you were going through that stuff to bring you into his redemptive grace. To bring you into his redemptive plan for your life. The things that you have been through are not a surprise to him. The things that you are going through right now are not a surprise to him. The things that the world are going through right now, they're not surprised him. He's already looked ahead and planned for your today and planned for your tomorrow. And it's a good plan. Amen. It's a plan that gives you a future and hope in your final outcome. Oh, hallelujah. Bless the Lord. There was a final last night. It was a great outcome. Amen. But they're going to play again. I can see many finals and many great outcomes. But God's saying, you're going to play again. Oh, bless the Lord. Hey, someone needs to shout. That's really good. Oh, come on. You can do better than that. You know, how did you go at the Mariners last night? Oh, bless the Lord. Quite a few people went there by the looks of things this morning. Bless the Lord. Woo, glory to God. He says here, God has provided you with the king. And you know, God has provided us with the king and his name's Jesus. Oh, bless the Lord. And that name is redemptive. And his blood is redemptive. 
Thank you, Father. And he's here to deal with everything that causes sorrow in our lives. Everything that you might be mourning about that's back there. Glory to God. He's got good news for you this morning. There's things that are awaiting for you, that are already lined up for you, that have already been provided for you in Christ. You have more ahead of you than you have behind you. Hey! You have more ahead of you than you have behind you. God is a God of the more. God is a God of the more. Someone say, I have more ahead of me than I have behind me. You know, that's whatever, whatever stage or season you are in, you have more ahead of you than you have behind you. Because God has given you eternal life. Hey, you're going to live forever and there's always more. We're going to live for eternity discovering the wonders of God. Your future is exciting. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. He doesn't want us to stay where we are. He doesn't want us to stay in where things went wrong. He says, I have a plan for your future. Just let that rest on you. He has a plan for your future. It's a good one. Why don't you turn to someone and say, it's a good plan. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. You see, the path that we've taken and has actually taken us to where we are. You know, like he's been with us. He's journeying with us. And what we've been through has taken us to where we are today, ready. Amen? Hallelujah. The Lord said to Samuel, I want you to do something. I want you to fill your horn with oil. I want you to fill your horn with oil. Not just a drop, but I want you full. I not only want you anointed, but I want you full so that you'll anoint others. Amen? Horns in the Bible represent power. The horns of a ram or an animal represent power. In the Old Testament, there was an altar that had four corners and there was four ram's horns on those corners. Yeah? The four corners had horns attached to them, horns being a symbol of power. God is saying here, because it was the altar, there is power in prayer. The horns represented the power of prayer. They also, the, the horns were, they, they placed blood on the horns at the altar of the tabernacle, saying that there's power in the blood. Amen? There is power, not only atoning power now, but, but <laughs> total sanctifying power, amen, in the blood of Jesus. Amen? That deals with the sin of mankind. There's power in the blood of Jesus. The power makes way for the glory. Billy Beerman is amazing at preaching on the blood and the glory. Don't miss next week. Do not miss next week. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The table of incense in the table was the table of worship, okay, and it had horns on it. And what it was saying was there's power in worship. There is power in worship. There is power in the blood. 
There is power in prayer. Horns represent power. Because um, what he's saying too, there, as far as the table of incense, that worship is not a waste of time. We did not waste time worshipping God this morning. I don't know about you, but I was ready to just sit there. I'm here. I'll just stay here for the duration. There's no better place than the presence of Lord. Amen. There's no more powerful place than the presence of the Lord. Amen. He inhabits the praises of his people. Hallelujah. We need a revelation of that. Amen. Glory to God. You see, uh, actually, we're getting ready for a video. I've got a short video that I want to show you right now. But um, we're going to see the power of the horn. <laughs> and, um, you know, everyone, if that power has enough... The, the power of the horn, the anointed horn, or even the natural horn, has the power to clear a lot of people out of the way and a lot of things out of the way in your life. Amen? The power of the anointing. So uh, online people, we're just going to be gone for a couple of seconds. So can we have that video up, please? How's that? Those horns have the power to clear everything out of the way. Amen? They're powerful. Amen? He's saying, fill your horn, it's powerful. Fill your life with prayer. Fill your life with worship. Amen? Plead the blood of Jesus. It's powerful. Fill your horn with oil. Bless the Lord. Do you enjoy that? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. A horn would be carried by the Old Testament prophets filled with the anointing oil, reminding them that when they anointed with oil, what they were doing was powerful. Amen. Now, often we, and, and I'd love to anoint everyone with oil this morning again. Anointing with oil is powerful. The anointing is powerful. Hallelujah. They needed more symbols then, and we need them today. You know, we need things to actually, you know, James says that, um, uh, that as, if, if anyone's sick amongst you, call the elders. Amen. And they'll anoint you with oil. Amen. Amen? In the name of the Lord. And the Lord will raise them up, raise you up. There's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's an anointing, there's a, there's a powerful anointing to be received as we anoint each other with oil. It's a contact point. It helps us receive. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, the anointing is so powerful that we see where Peter, at Simon Peter, that the sick, when they were past him, they were healed. Paul in Acts, we see the pieces of his clothing were actually pulled. They, they tore up off his some of his clothing and they tore off pieces of the cloth and laid it on the sick and they would be healed. We see the woman with the issue of blood where she reached out to touch the garment of Jesus, touch his garment. And virtue, the anointing flowed out of him and they were healed. You know, sometimes we just need to hang around people that have been around the anointing. Yeah? So, sometimes we need to hang around people that know how to worship God. Amen? It's good to hang around those people who have been touched by God. Amen? That's why we gather together. Hallelujah. So that we can hang around one another, those that have been touched by God, those that have been anointed by God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. The anointing is powerful. You know, but sometimes what we could see here with, with, with Samuel's grief, what was happening was he was running on empty. 
God has provided a way for us to be filled. Amen. In Ephesians, the word talks about us being continually filled. He doesn't say be filled. He says be continually filled. Amen. By singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, make melody in your heart to the Lord and be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. So that we're not running on empty. So that, you know, what happens when when you're not well oiled, you begin to squeak. You know, like it's a door that opens and it makes this horrible sound. You know, you begin to, what does that look like for us? You begin to whine. You begin to complain. You begin to criticize. Amen. You begin to be cynical about things. We need the oil. Amen. So that we're well lubricated. Amen. Hallelujah. That we become as a body a well-oiled machine. Amen. That's a bit of a machine there with that bull. Amen. That everything that the enemy has planned for us would just get out of the way. Amen. Because there's that song saying, I'm untouchable, mate. Amen. You touch me, you just slip, you just slide off me. You say, be anointed with fresh oil. Anyone need to be anointed with fresh oil? Yeah? Some of you don't. Never mind. Hallelujah. Some of you don't need more. Is that right? Are people getting healed when they walk around you? Like when you know, do people getting healed? People looking for your clothing so that they can rip a piece off it and lay it on somebody so that they'd get healed. Amen. Hey, people getting healed with the presence of God when you're around. If that's not happening, then you haven't got enough. Turn to someone and say, you need more. I need, I know you do because I'm sitting next to you and I'm not slipping off the chair. Amen. Someone say, we need more. Amen. We need to be greased up really well. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, the, the sure way of actually getting more is to know that you need more. You see, if you don't know you're needy, you need to know you're needy. You need to know that you're needy. I said, you need to know that you're needy. Oh, come on, get a revelation that you're needy. Come on. Whoa. I'm singing another song. We need a song. We need another song. We need an anointed singing. I don't care how professional you get. You need to be anointed when you sing. Amen. I don't care how good you sound. It needs to be anointed. What you're doing needs to be anointed. We need the anointing. We need the power of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Messes me up. Seriously messes me up. Do you know Elijah was so anointed that when he died, they, they, they put someone in his tomb to sort of like hide him quickly. It's a story, you can go to it. But his bones were so anointed when they threw this dead body and he came alive. 
Someone say, well, why was Elisha dead? Because it was his time to go. He went. He was in a better place. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. What can we do when we're running on empty? When we're grieving, when we're dry, when we're depressed, when we're drained? We can fill our horn with oil. Bless the Lord. There's three times we see in, in Samuel, 1 Samuel 8, we see three times that they, they where Samuel was told that the oil, the anointing was not, um, it was rejected. He was actually rejected because of the anointing. Why don't we go to Samuel 8 verse 5. And let's have a look there. And he said to him, look, you are old. Oh, my goodness me. You are old and your sons do not walk in your ways. This is Israel speaking to Samuel. Give us a king to judge us like all the nations. Give us a king to judge us like all the nations. You're old. Your sons don't walk in your ways, Samuel. And he's being told he's a failure. The anointing was being rejected. The anointing of oil was being rejected. Hallelujah. And then we see in, in verse 7, And the Lord said to Samuel, Heed the voice of the people in all that they say to you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. You see, what had happened was Samuel had poured out his life on the nation of Israel. But now they were saying, we don't want the old things anymore. We don't want those old things anymore. We're tired of your messages. We're tired of your oil. We're tired of all the worship. We want something new. You see, what had happened is they had become familiar with the anointing. And, you know, God in this hour, mate, he is breathing on messages about the anointing. Amen? Because he wants to breathe on us. He wants us to have confidence in the anointing as Jesus had confidence in the anointing. Hey, remember? He said in, in, in uh, Luke 4, 18, he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Amen? He had confidence in the anointing. But what had happened here, they had lacked, they lacked confidence in the anointing. They'd become familiar with the anointing and said, we don't, we don't want, look, man, you know, like, we don't want any more worship. We, we, we don't want, we don't want that. We don't want the old thing. We want a new thing. Give us a king. You know, many are looking for the new thing, but God's breathing on his word. He's breathing on the revelation that you had 30 years ago. Hallelujah. Amen. Someone says, I've heard this message before. Well, if you have ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church, you will know that He is breathing on this message today. Amen? Oh, come on. Because He can hear the church squeaking. He can hear the squeaky doors. Amen? Someone turn to someone and say, I need the anointing. Come on. I need more. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. They were saying we want a different way. You know, there's nothing wrong with the new and fresh as long as God is breathing on his word, which is the same yesterday, today and forever. Yeah? Glory to God. And we cannot afford to get away from the anointing. We cannot afford to lack 
the value of the presence of the Lord. We need to know who's in the room. We need to recognize who is in the room. Amen? Glory to God. He's here, but we need to recognize him. Bless the Lord. We need to get familiar with knowing his presence. Hallelujah. As I said earlier, it doesn't matter how good things look. It doesn't matter how good sound, the sound of your singing or how clever our messages are. If there's no anointing, there's no power. There's no power without the anointing. It's good for nothing, supernatural. Hallelujah. But we see here the people were saying to Samuel, not only uh, uh, that uh, your sons don't walk in your ways. It wasn't, your sons don't walk in your ways. You're old and your sons don't walk in your ways. You've poured out the anointing on your sons and they still don't walk in your ways. The Bible tells us that two of his sons were not walking in the ways of their father. He wouldn't be feeling really encouraged by now, would he? You're old and your sons aren't walking in the ways that you walked before them. How many parents and grandparents do we have here in the room or people that have poured into the lives of their friends that are grieving because your children, your grandchildren, your family, your friends are not walking in God's ways when you've walked out before them in God's ways and you've raised them in God's ways? God wants you to take heart. He says the prodigals are coming home. He said the prodigals are coming home. <laughs> Woo! Yes. You poured out. And today it seems like they've turned their back on the Lord. I really believe when I was preparing this today that the Lord was saying, stop mourning. I'm putting a stop to your mourning. There's a turning taking place. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to give you the oil of joy instead of sadness and you're going to celebrate like they're already home and serving the Lord before you even see it with your eyes. I said, you're going to start celebrating because it's an anointing. There's an anointing of joy. Amen. Hallelujah. There's an anointing of joy. Amen. Bless the Lord. People are trying to get happy on their own. But God says there's an anointing of joy. I'm going to turn that mourning into dancing. I'm going to turn your sorrow into joy. Hallelujah. If you begin to understand that you need the anointing. Amen. You can't be laughing and whinging at the same time. You can't be full of joy and whinging at the same time. You can't be full of joy and offended at your, at your friend or your whatevers and criticising everybody. Amen. Come on. Got two things working against. You start praising the Lord and being thankful and you'll be being filled continually. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Someone need to hear that today. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Father. The prodigals are coming home and we get to celebrate them like they already have. Hallelujah. You know, as they get older, kids, they get an attitude. Have you noticed? 
They just get this attitude, you know, like they know everything. You know that? You know you can be a teenager in the spirit and get an attitude? Whoa. Like you know everything, been there, done that. Amen? Hallelujah. So, so when, God, <laughs> when you experience the power and the anointing of God, you're spoiled for, the, for, for anything else other than his presence. Amen? When you get touched by God, you're spoiled for anything else. You're ruined for the ordinary. You become ruined for the, annoying, for the ordinary. Amen? Samuel's sons knew the way to go, but they chose not to walk in it. And here we see Samuel poured out on the congregation and they rejected God's ways. He poured out on his son. They rejected God's ways. And now we have Saul, when Samuel anointed him, remember? He seemed like another man. He turned into another man. But now Saul is turning his back on God. You know, actually God said about Saul, he said, I, 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 I regret making him a king. I regret making him a king. You know, we need to value the anointing. I don't want the Lord regretting anything that he's called me to do. Amen? We don't want him regretting anything. We need to value the anointing. We never want him to regret what he has made and called us to be. Samuel was rejected by many and he comes to a place of grief and is finding it difficult to get over things in his past. And that is where many of us can find ourselves today. In regret, grieving over things of the past. Saul broke his heart and he is mourning here. And God said, how long will you mourn over Saul? A broken man with an empty horn is in mourning. God said, fill your horn with oil. Get filled. Amen. Fill your horn with oil. You know, many, many things come to drain our anoint, the anointing on our lives. It comes to, to cause us to be oppressed, to be downtrodden, to be in grief, to stay in sorrow. Yeah? It's almost sometimes that we can be buffeted. One blow after another. Has anyone experienced that? Yeah? Like, like it's just one thing after another, just coming at you. But fresh oil is the answer. Fresh oil is the answer to all that. Amen. Samuel had become drained. He gets fresh oil. But when he gets fresh oil, guess what he does? You see, God had said to him, there's a king coming and you're going to anoint him. And the king was David. And he anointed David. And David became a giant killer. Hallelujah. I want to encourage your kids and grandkids are going to become giant killers. There's giant killers in the, in the room. We, for the next generation, have to stay anointed. Amen? Filled with God. Continually filled with God. Filled to overflowing. That our cup overflows. Amen? And, and, and can't help but pour out into the next generation. Amen? Because our eyes are on the next generation. Our eyes are on our sons and daughters and our grandchildren and our spiritual sons and daughters and our spiritual grandchildren. Amen? That we stay filled. There's no other thing. There's no new thing. 
Amen? Filled by being in worship. Filled by remaining in prayer. Filled by walking in the revelation that the blood makes way for the glory. Amen? Glory to God. God wants to lift that pressure off you this morning. He wants to lift oppression off. He wants to put a skip in your step. He wants to, wants to replace the sadness with joy. Amen. Hallelujah. And it's the anointing. It's not by the message. Man, if the message that I preached isn't anointed, we've got a huge problem here. You were just filled with some information. God watches over his word to bring it to pass. Amen. Can I have the worship team up, please? We, 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 he watches over his word to bring it to pass. Amen. Amen. And I believe that if you've been listening, if you've heard something this morning, surely there's been a door of access open into your heart where, where you'd be hungering for the anointing. Amen. That you know that you need more. Is there anyone just totally satisfied with where they are at today here in this room? Praise God you didn't put your hand up because I'd be very concerned. Why? Because God says there's more. I'm not finished with you yet. I don't care how grey your hair is. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Oh, glory. I don't care how tired you are. If you're getting really tired, then you need more of the anointing. Amen. You need more of the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. Oh, bless the Lord. Amen. You still aren't as excited as I am, but maybe if you stand up, your posture will look a little bit more eager. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Can someone give the Lord a shout? Are you ready, to, are you ready for breakthrough? Are you ready for the grief to be dealt with? Are you ready to stop looking back at all your mistakes? You see, He doesn't see you in your mistakes. He sees you in victory. He sees you in the victory. He sees you walking in the accomplished work of the cross. Amen. He sees you in Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Father.